Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 50 for subscribers of news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. So today is Share the Show Tuesday, where we ask you to share on social media this show or find a friend who you think is ready to have the scales pulled from their eyes or who already got blackpilled and you're trying to bring them back to re-engage because we all have people who are smoking the Kool-Aid and we need to know what they're thinking so we can kind of help them understand an alternative and probably more likely theory as to why these certain stories come up in the news They're usually there for a reason, and it's rarely the reason that you're told it's there for. It's propaganda, pure and simple, and it is telling you something, but it's not really telling you the things that you might expect. So we try to pull back the curtain on that, help you uh, at least engage if you're still engaged in the world, and uh, we do it so you don't have to. Yes, and if you are a patron, I include the link to the show notes, which has the regular DNB, the free 30, in that link. So you can share that show notes link on Twitter or something like that. Absolutely right. So if you are a subscriber, you're not going to want to share this link because they're not going to be able to achieve click through it. And you can also just share with them thepropreport.com. Just share with them the properport.com. There's a continuous player there. Most of our stuff is on there. And another thing we do on Share the Show Tuesday is tell you about upcoming events. As far as this show goes, there are some upcoming events in that we do the DNB live on Rockfin every Thursday at 1 o'clock Pacific, 4 o'clock Eastern. We put the free 30 on Rumble because we keep getting strikes on YouTube for putting this up. So we're about to lose our YouTube channel. So we're doing the free on Rumble uh, and the pay DMBXR on rockfin.com slash propaganda report. Also, I think I have a locals live stream this Friday, a live at five, five o'clock Pacific, eight o'clock Eastern. I'm going to probably do a half an hour. Free people can watch and subscribers can actually interact. I always, it's very interactive. That's at properport.locals.com. But I also want to tell people about some events in their local areas. So if you know anybody in Colorado or Georgia, share the show specifically with them. And at the end of the free show, I'm going to tell you what is happening that's cool in your area. And with that, on to our top story of the day. All right. Well, Russia says that it's moving some of its troops to their bases. It's taking some of them away from the border, which you would think that that would be a good sign. But of course, the media here, anything that counteracts its narrative, they have to whip it around and show how it actually furthers the narrative of war with Ukraine and Russia, or an invasion, rather, about to happen. So Russia announced today that some of the troops are going to be moving back from their home bases after completing their military exercises. This is a day after the Russian foreign minister told uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin that diplomacy still had a chance and that they are willing to negotiate. So that, despite that happening, right? Despite this happening, that could 
be seen as a good sign. We get headlines like this from the Daily Beast, which says, New cyber onslaught could give away Putin's next big move. And in that story, Ukraine's ministry, uh, ministry of Defense and Armed Services websites were down on Tuesday as a result of an apparent cyber attack in what some could fear could be just the latest Russian effort to cause confusion and disruption in Ukraine as President Vladimir Putin weighs invading Ukraine. The bank's Private Bank and Oshad Bank are also under attack. Now, the. Hold on. Private Bank? P R I V A T B A N K? Yes, Private Bank. Yeah, okay. I, uh, that's part of my deep dive today. Well, they're apparently under some sort of. DDoS attack in which the attacker hits a website with an overwhelming number of requests so that the website malfunctions. Now, work is being done to restore the websites, they say, but then you continue to go down to the bottom of this article and you find buried below. It's not clear if Russia is behind the cyber attacks at this time, (laughs) but then they go on to say that- Could be the US. (laughs) Russia, right. Yeah, they go on to say that all of this happens right as Putin is deciding what to do with the invasion and that Russia has a history of cyber attacks. And if they are behind these cyber attacks, Putin might be aiming to shape, shake the resolve of the Ukrainian people in advance of a ground invasion. So this is all hearsay, but they're reporting it as fact. Could this be the false, false flag? The double, triple, false whip around. Because it's really happening, right? right. There's actually an attack, correct? Yes, there's an attack. They just don't know who it is. So they've been saying that Russia's been ginning up a false flag. So maybe Russia's going to come out and say, oh, it's the U.S. or whatever, and that'll be your false, false flag. Right. I have one other thing to say about this. I mentioned this in the XR a little bit in more detail yesterday, but this is not it's about a lot of things but this whole thing is going to lead to even more calls for cracking down on the internet because it's all linked to disinformation it's all linked to spreading certain things they say originated in russia if you say certain things that they say you're not allowed to say i'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment but they are going to use this to call for worldwide global restrictions on cyber activity Across the board. Maybe. I was wondering if they would activate the poison pill that Obama placed somewhere in the digital verse of Moscow. Remember that? We yeah. only heard that mentioned like once in right. 2016. I don't know about that. But I thought today's news was freaky on two levels for me in that yesterday I said, hey, this is just... Putin is doing war games in Belarus that were started February 10th and they were planned for 10 days. And then this morning I wake up hearing that and I said that they would make it look like Putin was backing down when he pulled back his troops and all that. And this morning when they acted like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Like, how is he pulling this stuff back? And then it seemed like a very afterthought for them to say he's saying that the war games are winding down. But, you know. That was all crap from the beginning. It just seems to me there. It's like a very clear narrative of what's actually happening. It's kind of predictable because it's according to a timeline, and they continue to pump up all this scare stuff and act like we were at the brink of war when really it was just. I mean, granted, it was war games that I think Putin was le- legitimately practicing or wanting to send a message. I don't really know. But it is going according to that plan, and there was no reason for the level of panic that they were imposing upon us. Yes. Strangely, we both talked about some things yesterday that actually happened today and <laughs> yes. what you're talking about, and then in the cyber attacks that they are now blaming on Russia. 
And then there was one other thing, and I think I'm going to talk about this in the XR, where yesterday I said very clearly in the deep dive, I saw a journal article today about private investments in China. And it made me remember about uh, Biden's private investments in China. And that was weird. And that was my deep dive going into that. And I was talking about Peter Schweitzer's book where I first read it. On Fox Headlines this morning, on Fox Headlines this morning, they talked about Peter Schweitzer has a new book out. He was on Fox. It was called Red Handed, and it's about Biden and their investments in China. I actually thought through it a little bit, and I have a little bit of a code crack in the XR. But at first, I was like, wow, man, I am just way ahead of this stuff. And then I remembered the Wall Street Journal is the sister of Fox News. So I I think that, it, I mean, they put that in there. I am assuming, well, maybe it was a coincidental article, but it's really coincidental that it made me think of this. And then this is something that they were pushing today. It was yeah. weird. So anyway, but I did have an insight, not just to like, wow, that was weird. That'll give you in the XR. Interesting. Well, uh, connected to all of that. Today, U.S. Intel officials, and they gave this information to the AP. And I'll tell you more about this operation that they're apparently doing that they revealed here here in a second. But U.S. Intel officials told the AP today that the website Zero Hedge is amplifying Kremlin propaganda. Here's the accusation. These unnamed Intel officials, of course, they're always unnamed and not providing any evidence other than what they say. They said that Zero Hedge published articles that were created by Moscow-controlled media that were then shared by outlets and people who were unaware of their nexus to Russian intelligence. The officials did not say whether they thought Zero Hedge knew of any links to the spy agencies, and they did not allege direct links between Zero Hedge and Russia. Now, here I'll tell you what the types of stories were, because we've actually heard some of this in the Rockfin deconstructions of think tanks that we talked about. But here's how they got the story, the AP. This info leak to the leak to the AP, it's part of the Biden administration's ongoing effort to release US intel findings about about Russian activity involving Ukraine as part of a concerted push to expose and influence the moves of Russian President Vladimir Putin. So they have an operation. And part of this operation, as you might recall, was when they previously accused Putin of planning a false flag operation to create a pretext for a new invasion, of which they also did not provide any hard evidence other than their word. Same thing here. So they're trying to influence and expose Putin's behavior is the goal of this little operation they're doing. Hold on. I'm sorry I did not fully follow that. Fucking landscapers are here driving me crazy. So. I want to understand how AP folds in because, first of all, like I would just think Zero Hedge just saying anything that isn't the stack of lies that is coming out of the State Department would be, they would call that Russian misinformation. It's just, it's such a like perfect little thing for them to just call anything that disagrees with their narrative subversion. It's exactly what presidents do during wartime. Anybody who's against the war, they call them a foreign enemy and you just can't, it's a no-win situation. But... It was a little suspicious to me that the Associated Press reporter last week made big news, everybody's hero, for pressing the former CIA agent, but now press agent for the Pentagon, to say, well, you're just saying this. You're not providing any evidence. When everything I've ever read from any newspaper article in 
like 10 years has just said sources say it's like really just memos from the state department published as news and the ap is a big uh, is one of the perpetrators of that and then like two days later that same guy was having a tete-a-tete with the the same pentagon guy about something not as hard-hitting But it was similar, like, oh, that AP guy is at it again, really asking questions. And now you're saying AP folds into this story? Yes. And this very well, the U.S. intel operatives, they came to the AP. And as long as they were allowed to stay anonymous, they gave them this information as part of this ongoing Biden campaign to reveal and expose to expose and influence Putin is so they want to expose what he's doing and they want to influence him is what the article says. But also in this article, kind of buried towards the bottom, they do kind of reference what you're talking about. They say the government officials have received pushback for lack. I'm sum- I'm summarizing. Yeah, yeah, summarizing. yeah. I got you. The lack of evidence that they have provided in these claims they made referring to what you're talking about, the false flag claim, as well as this claim. So they're playing both sides of it here. Maybe this is a way for them to appear to be a more legitimate news organization than they actually are. I mean, if you look, if you take this story for face value, it's laughable to me. I'm literally reading something about the 40s and how Time Life and all of that whole organization was putting... CIA agents in various positions of power in order to achieve some propaganda goals that I'm not going to get into right now. But the idea that they did not, and then you had the Mockingbird revelations in the 70s, the idea that these media outlets aren't completely controlled in every way and get all of their information from the government, don't even have foreign desks anymore in a lot of cases, that this, if you just looked at this at face value, it would make you think that this is not the norm. Yeah. You know, that might be a little bit of what it is, what you touched on there is these media outlets have been so uniform in their reporting over the past couple of years. I mean, identical that they maybe finally were like, maybe we need to have it look like we have a little bit of variety. So some of us are going to ask these questions, even though ultimately they're delivering the same overall <laughs> messages. <laughs> this morning, I heard on Fox said we have we have reporters embedded in Ukraine and we are also going to hear from the White House today so you'll get both sides of the story. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I was like, well, your reporters embedded in Ukraine aren't going to give us a different story from what the Pentagon is feeding you yes. here. Like that it's not <laughs> It also presumes two sides of a story. Yeah, I mean, the, the, what Zero Hedge is doing is providing the other side of the story, which you can say is Russian propaganda, but do, do not two propagandas kind of net out some of the BS and maybe you can distill a few missing facts if you use the same discernment on RT stuff or Zero Hedge stuff as you're supposed to use on White House stuff or Fox stuff? Yeah. So we deconstructed this think tank. I think it was Center for Strategic and International Studies or mm-hmm. it was the CFR, one of the two, where- no. It was the. I think, I don't know if it was the last one we did or the one before. Oh, Oh, okay. But it was one of these old deep staters who've been working in government his entire life, making it clear that anyone who questions masks, anyone who questions the outcome of the 2020 election, anyone who questions the vaccine, anyone who thinks that it might be a little weird that the president's son is on video having sex with hookers, being guided by Russian handlers (laughs) and doing crap. Is that true? He's on video having sex with hookers? He's on video 
in what are unnamed women that nobody's found that I am presuming are probably they and might not be hookers. They might be honeypots. They might be. Are they? Is he having sex with them? I think there's sex acts in some of the videos. I believe. Really? Yeah, you can see. Uh, yeah, you can wow. see a sex act. Wow. What's called? That's nuts. Yeah, I'm not going to go into the details of what that act is, but yes, in one of them there appears to be what's going. It's got it. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. So hey, actually. Bill Clinton's definition is that is not sex. That's exactly okay. Then it's not a sex act. <laughs> I'm corrected according to Bill Clinton's definition. Well, sexual acts. They make it clear in that think tank that anybody who says that stuff is spreading Russian propaganda because the articles about that stuff yeah. originated in Russia, and that's exactly what is going on here. And the AP says, Russia, the, yeah. Oh, really? The AP says what the examples are. The AP says that they say in the past, Zero Hedge has been sharply critical of Biden, and they posted stories about allegations of wrongdoing by his son, Hunter. They've published numerous articles that have accused the U.S. of fomenting panic about Ukraine. And some of the articles, they are, are titled NATO sliding towards war against Russia in Ukraine. These are the articles that are allegedly coming from Russia. Right. Americans need a conspiracy theory they can all agree on. Theater of absurd. Pentagon demands Russia explain troops on Russian soil. So these are all what they're saying are Russian propaganda. <laughs> yeah. And they link it to this organization called the – organization called? So Strategic Cultural Foundation, which the Biden administration sanctioned last year for allegedly taking part in Russia's interference in the 2020 election. So these articles were written by people associated with that. So they're saying that – Therefore, Zero Hedge is spreading Russian-originated propaganda, even though Zero Hedge says that this group has not been found to do anything wrong, and they are not associated with the group. There's just various writers from that group who've written articles. It's like a Russiagate 2.0. Okay. I am not always trying to take the cynical route, but I do study propaganda of the word and deed, and... It's just pervasive. So the Canadian truckers, there's no doubt in my mind, a lot, a lot of people are there absolutely on the right side of things, meaning well. I mean, January 6th, I don't think anybody was there who didn't mean well, except for agents provocateur. It doesn't mean that it isn't used for bad purposes. And the truckers in Ottawa, I do believe, are being used to demonize protests and put people in baskets of opinion tainting each other through having mixed opinion having opinions on one issue that has nothing to do with protesting the vax mandate for truckers crossing the border which is what this was all about i believe that like january 6th was used for various purposes that people wouldn't put videos of themselves on facebook people were being visited it was very chilling about protests this is going to fold in another element of their strategy to suppress protests and resistance. I'm sure you heard about it, but maybe you didn't plug it in that way. That so they they are putting in they're putting in emergency powers, which they have seven days to use before it has to actually go for vote in parliament. So that's also stimulating some backlash and there's going to be some drama and for some reason, the Americans are giving a lot of attention to it in the news and talking about politics. I'll get to that in a second. So it says that one of the things that they're doing, there there are going to be limits on public gathering. They're going to allow the mounted police to have a greater role. 
they are going to allow basically conscription of tow trucks and other things like that who have been refusing to participate. They're going to actually force people to do things they don't want to do. And it's this is another thing that happens really only in wartime, but they're doing it. But the thing I think that they're doing to fold in or pile on to January 6th style protocols is Canada is extending laws targeting money laundering all crowdfunding platforms, I'm sure you heard about this, and the payment service provider they use, this you might not have heard of, must register with Canada's Financial Intelligence Agency and report what they deem as large, suspicious donations. So we have actually seen tax laws change that anything over $600 now, you need like a tax ID. It's really like the the regulatory compliance costs for our like not practically not even a business is has just come down kind of as a re- response to this kind of stuff and i think that's really really spreading and we've talked before how by pressuring people like patreon to censor content or like with youtube we could never monetize anything at youtube now we're getting taken down from youtube altogether because i think because the search engine of youtube is so powerful they don't even want us to have that they don't want us to let us use that. So I think that the thing they're folding in is is to make it impossible for protests to get any kind of funding for people to contribute to anything that isn't super, super mainstream. It says it is extending laws targeting money launder to capture transactions, including cryptocurrencies. And they obviously hit crowdfunding app uh, GoFundMe. Okay, so... They're, they're arguing the reasoning is not even making sense. It says it'll help mitigate the risk that the platforms receive illicit funds. Uh, these platforms are being used to support illegal blockades and illegal activity, which is damaging the Canadian economy. So you see how they fold in that you, Canadian citizen, have skin in the game. It's damaging the economy. Of course, this is contributing weirdly, coincidentally, to supply chain issues, which supply chains have been hit. There's a perfect storm. Just Google perfect storm supply chain. Any perfect storm to me means uh planned planned event that they can't explain any other way by saying it's just freaky now uh it says so i i also feel so there's this conscription element there's the increased enforcement element there's the hitting the financial elements there's the fact that they have a week to fight it in parliament so i think in the meanwhile they're going to really have a lot of drama they want to show the drama, the right and wrong of it, both sides will feel like they're part of it. I see elements of the Portland-style protest. What are they going to do? There's basically an encampment. How are they going to deal with that? There's that element. Remember 2019, Time Magazine had the the man of the year was the protester or something like that. The protests are an important part of how they're trying to change the world right now, big T, they. And in order to promote, I think, this as having a lot of conflict in it, the protesters are getting some results. So Ontario said that it would drop its mar- on March 1st the requirements that citizens need to be fully vaccinated to enter per- certain public settings, such as restaurants, bars, and gyms. Alberta and Saskatchewan also began to relax their rules regarding vaccinations and social restrictions. Doug Ford... I think he is like really weirdly scandal ridden. I can't remember, but the Ontario premier said 
that it had nothing to do with the protests. They were already scheduled, but that's not how it's being presented. So I feel like it's meant to double down, to have these guys double down. And Trudeau says that they have no intention on a federal level of loosening vaccine mandates for federal workers, travel on airplanes, long distance passenger rail, um, and essential workers, including truck drivers who cross the border. So they are doubling down and the truckers seem to be doubling down. And then here was a couple of points that I thought was interesting. So they said... Matt Maroon, the chairman of a company that operates the Ambassador Bridge, which was the bridge that closed down between Canada and the U.S. that they blockaded to protest. He said they need U.S. and Canada need to develop more robust plans that protect border crossings and ensure that this kind of disruption to critical infrastructure will never happen again. Now, to me, I see that being a joint policing effort between two countries, regulatory effort between two countries, which could be a stepping stone towards Canada and the U.S. getting closer as in itself a stepping stone towards the North American Union, which is definitely in the works. So they also, I think, in order to make us feel like compatriots with the Canadian right, which I don't even think there is a Canadian right, it says, what I see, this is a quote from a Fox News article I was reading online. David Marcus, so you might have heard of him, wrote it. What I have seen is patriotic Canadians waving their flag and singing their anthem. It is, if that is not enough to scare Justin Trudeau, then maybe Canada needs a leader with a bit more courage. So they're really bringing our type of rhetoric to their politics. And they, I think that these places that like accepted socialism didn't have as much divisiveness. Like Sweden didn't really have divisiveness. Canada doesn't have divisiveness. And the last thing I'll say is they are claiming that Canada, that the that Justin Trudeau's ham-handed and counterproductive approach to this is bleeding out into other countries so that France is having protests too, which they would not have had if it weren't handled this way. But I think that's complete crap because Europe was the ones having all those protests way before anybody here was. Remember, so they're just they're putting a lot of narrative creation in here. And I feel like, yes, it's good that people are protesting, but I feel like a lot of this is going to be used against us in the future. They're also protesting here in Michigan and I believe Germany, other countries around the world are also participating in these trucker like protests. It's not oh, just really? France. Yeah. So but it isn't not- just the trucker protests too, like you know, they were having other protests. Right, and the but their yellow vests were like, you know, did that in France for disrupting traffic as a French idea. I'm not contradicting yeah, what you're but saying, but they are doing the trucker theme is is spreading around. Deeper I believe this, that, but yeah. that's not the, the really important. Thank you for that, but the really important protests that were happening in Europe, it didn't matter the method. They were there. They they were doing it before we were, and we we just weren't covering it at all right yeah yeah and, and that was that my point way, there is they're not covering yeah. all of the other and, ones at all and this way they get to present all of this trucker stuff as hard hat right wing oh yeah like Q you know what i mean they're literally calling it QAnon, and they're literally calling it yeah. an insurrection yeah as they said that that stuff was spreading abroad now i of course think the QAnon thing and all that stuff was a european style 
mindset anyway of like a good government, right-wing government, and a bad left-wing government, which isn't the way that we think of conservatism and liberalism. It's not two wings of government. We are for liberty, basically. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like they, they are they are crafting the narrative here so that they can apply it to, to other stuff that's happening that doesn't support their narrative. It's like it's like the mitigation stuff from 2017 Spars document from the Johns Hopkins website. It's just they look at these different possibilities and they talk about how they're going to mitigate them. And this is one of their propaganda approaches straight out of that, in my opinion, not maybe one of straight out of that, but you could probably find it in there. Yeah. To really mitigate it, they're going to have to clamp down hardcore even more than they already do than they are already doing on the internet on social media on everything because that's how these protests spread so quickly is because people see the images of them they communicate with people around the world so they'll have to shut those down holy cow that went way over i basically gobbled up my deep dive time with that which was kind of a deep dive so Maybe we save my deep dive for tomorrow and even skip the break so we can get to your last story and then zip into the XR. What do you think? Is that crazy? Unorthodox? Breaking protocol? Yeah, well, we can we can break protocol because we're not okay. the mainstream media. All right, so I have a metaverse roundup as my last story. Fantastic. Coinbase has added a former SEC official to their board. It says uh, crypto exchange Coinbase they added Scott Vegas as vice president of global regulatory policy as the trading platform continues to expand its policy ahead of regulatory crackdown in Washington. He's going to help them engage with policymakers moving forward. He's currently the director for financial market regulation at the University of Texas Business School. And before that, spent a dozen years with the Securities and Exchange Commissions. So he was most recently, he was the deputy chief economist there. So the move towards the regulation of crypto is continuing forward and the platforms are getting prepared to be regulated. Uh, in the same vein, Warren Buffett has invested $1 billion, his bank, Berkshire Hathaway. They they dumped a portion of Visa and MasterCard holdings, and they increased their exposure in what's called New Bank, which is the largest fintech bank in Brazil that is also very popular among Bitcoin investors. They invested $1 billion in New Bank's Class A stock this past quarter. So if you want to take signals from Warren Buffett, now, I don't know if that definitely means he's diving into crypto. He's just going into a bank that very heavily is involved in crypto. And if you're an Atlanta Braves fan, the Atlanta Braves are the first MLB team to have a presence in the metaverse as they have announced the creation of Digital Truist Park, which is a photorealistic digital twin of Truist Park. This is a first-of-its-kind virtual platform powered by Epic Games. And it gives fans an opportunity to experience Truist Park and the Battery Atlanta in an immersive multiplayer environment streamed directly to their browsers. They say this makes the Braves the first MLB team to join the metaverse. And the Braves' inspiration to accelerate the entry into the metaverse is driven by the opportunity to connect with fans in a non-physical venue free of geographical constraints or capacity limitations. And it's going to be a blended physical and digital reality inside the digital Truist Park. Fans will be able to create and customize avatars, explore exclusive areas of Truist Park in the Battery Atlanta, including the Braves Clubhouse, the Monument Garden, and more. Enjoy exclusive content performances and meet and greets so you can meet and greet your favorite player in the metaverse, I guess. Meet and inter- interact with other Braves fans from around the world. Experience Braves history through interactive features. Celebrate the 2021 World Series win and play games and find Easter eggs and win prizes and much more. 
so you can meet your favorite people. I mean, I guess this is obvious, but like I'm thinking from the point of view of a celebrity, even if he had to physically, like personally meet different people, as many people as he would in person, it's maybe they just, they really want us to be skeeved by organic life and really want to just not, like it's a big plus to, it's a plus to actually not be physically present. Yeah, and they can create. So I used to, when I was a kid, when the Braves were on their run, they went worst to first in 91 and they won like 14 division titles in a row. We used to go wait in line at, they'd have these buildings that no, the businesses were no longer there, but they were big, like maybe they were antique places and they went out of business. So they would set up autograph sessions there and the players would be sitting at a desk and you would wait for hours to get an autograph of your favorite player with a picture. I went a couple times to get some of my favorite players autographs when I was a kid and you'd have to wait in line for a really long time, a really long line. So you're not going to have real players with a digital headset on, VR headset on, waiting for hours to meet, they're going to create some sort of AI in my speculation yes. Oh yeah, that totally. just reacts and yes. almost because you can you see on some of these yeah. video games they totally. react to what you do. I absolutely agree with that, a hundred percent. Or they could even have dummies who just have the voice and face of the. You, know, you could have actual people who aren't the celebrities. Yeah, like I think they'll Disney. get the celebrities and then they'll just create yeah. the yes, digital avatar from that. I agree, and it, it it'll probably be AI. I agree with you there, but it doesn't even have to be AI. It could just be a schmo, right? Yeah, but true. I was yes. But my thinking was that even if you had the actual guy, you would you could charge as much, and he would be okay with it because he didn't ha- actually touch the filthy people. <laughs> you know, I just think it's is getting crazy. Where this what would be completely freaking lame, and you could never ever pay. Yeah. expect real money for something digital people are just like oh yeah and then like you don't have to go out and you don't have to expose yourself to germs like i, I think it's even better pokemon goes even better than real life yeah and you get your autograph as an nft and it is authenticated on the blockchain they used nice. to get little authentication stickers on your autograph so yeah. they'll do that through nft and that made me think that donald trump might love the metaverse because he'd be like i don't have to shake anybody's dirty hands yes right or as you know my favorite thing from obama's self-read autobiography haha where he was saying how he was with George Bush somewhere and they had to shake hands. And as soon as George Bush would shake somebody's hand, he would use the hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah. So there was a funny drop. I don't know what radio show might have been Glenn Beck or something where it was Obama quoting Bush who said, want to squirt? Want to squirt? Hear <laughs> <laughs> Obama say, want to squirt? So, yes, they, there's no, no need for the squirt. So, okay, a couple things to wrap, all right? So I did actually do a deep dive. I'll bring it tomorrow, and it is, who is the president of Ukraine? Is Zelensky a created person? I think he might be. I'll tell you about that tomorrow. And I had a really nice note from Carol Ann yesterday. She said, happy Valentine's Day, Monica, as well as knowledge. You bring so much joy and laughter to your listeners. Thank you, Carol Ann. That was a very kind of you. And then I got a message from Garrett. Hope all is well. I'm going to post a meetup to your site in a little bit, but I want to let you know in case you want to get the word out ASAP. Sam Tripoli will be in Jefferson, Georgia on Saturday, February 26th. There will be two shows, some friends, and I will be attending the 7 p.m. show. We know that your listeners would love to join us. 
And uh, we will be at the venue, Revival Hall Tap Room, by 5.30 if anyone wants to join. So I guess they're going to have a good time. That sounds like fun. Is Jefferson far from you? I don't know where Jefferson is. I'm oh, sure Sam actually, would love Jefferson, to see you. Basically. I think Jefferson might not be too far. You might. He may even ask you to join him for a minute. Yeah, I, I don't you... know about that. Uh, How yeah, far no, is I don't think Jefferson? it's too far. I think it might be maybe 30 minutes, maybe an hour. I don't know. I'll look at it and see. I an hour remember. would be too far for me. I don't think I would do an hour, but I would definitely do 30 minutes. Anyway, that's a week from Saturday. This Saturday, we have the Zoom party, but next Saturday, people are going to want to do that. And then just uh, as promised, there's a Higher Side Chat and No Agenda joint meetup in Colorado Springs at Pikes Peak Brewing on February 24th. So the 26th is a Saturday. The 24th must be a Thursday. It's going to be at 6 o'clock. You can find the Higher Side meetups page in our show notes that's february 24th so there's a lot going on this february 19th is our zoom party this thursday and every thursday is the dnb live on video on rumble and rockfin and then i've got a locals live stream this friday and then next week you have the thc no agenda meetup on thursday and then on saturday the 26th in Jefferson is that Sam Tripoli show, and you can find Garrett and some other Propaganda Report listeners. Sounds like fun. I love it. I love Meat Space. Awesome. Love Fantastic. it. All right. Well, I guess that wraps it up for today. We do have the DNB XR where um, we will talk about some other things. So if you guys want to check that out, you can. But you can find the Drive Time at News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform or the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to the extra content that we post every time we post a DNB, you can check out patreon.com slash propaganda report you can check us out on propreport.locals.com and you can check us out at rockfin.com slash propaganda report we have different offerings on each platform you can see what fits your taste we will talk to you tomorrow or in the dmbxr have a fantastic rest of your day